Welcome into Smooth Operators with your hosts, Noah, Griggs, and Ben, going through the world of Formula One. If you want to interact with the show today, you can tweet at us at Noah underscore Phillips, at Junior underscore McClurkin, and at the Griggs B. It's time for the green flag, and it's lights out, and away we go. Hello and welcome into Smooth Operators. It is Friday. You know what that means as myself, Noah Phillips, Griggs Bankenberg, and Boone McClurkin attempt to answer the question, where is Madrid? Where is Madrid? Where is Madrid? It's in Spain. It is in Spain. I am in Spain without the S. It's a, it's a, yeah, honestly, um, y'all, if you, if you follow the show, then you know my love for the circuit to Catalonia. Um, but now that is going away in favor of a street race in Madrid. Um, judging from the track layout, it's going to be a street race. One of these street races ever. One of these street race. We have a lot of those now. Is yeah. there? Well, I got. Let me look at the Formula One calendar real quick. About so we could just count how many street circuits we have. Okay, we got the schedule up. Yeah. So we got. All right. Are we counting? Um, I mean, Saudi Arabia is basically one, right? Saudi Arabia is a street circuit. Australia? Australia is a street circuit. Monaco is uh, a street circuit. Miami. Las Vegas is a street circuit. Miami is a parking lot. Um, Not Canada. <coughs> now, Canada is a street circuit. I guess, uh, yeah. Gilles Villeneuve is a, is, is a street circuit. Uh, um, let's see, what else? Have you already counted Australia? Yes. Um, let's see. Azerbaijan is a street circuit. Uh, let's see. What else? What other ones? That's... Silverstone is an airport. Such a That cool is true. Uh, we have Coda. Singapore. That's uh, Singapore Las Vegas. is a street circuit. Las Vegas. Azerbaijan. Yes. You already yes. said that. Um, Mexico. <coughs> um, Las Vegas. Would you count Qatar? No. no, and then Abu Dhabi, I would not count that. Yeah. So what was that like? Eleven. Me- we also have Mexico City as a street circuit. We said that, uh, did we? Yeah. yeah. So we weren't, we weren't even keeping counts. We have uh, okay. X is greater than or equal to too many street circuits. I think that's yes. the uh, that is conclusion we just came to here. Yep. Um, I'm glad that Catalonia stays for another year. Um, I hate to see it go next year, but you know it is what it is. Nothing, nothing I can do about it. Uh, but um, get you a <laughs> picket fence to, and put it up in touch, there. You know, you could, you could me fly. To touch grass. <laughs> you could go to Atlanta, Georgia, to the Braves Stadium as they, as the the people that own the Braves also own Formula One, and you could somehow figure out a way to tell them you want Catalonia to say or however you say it. I just, I don't, I don't really. Butchered no, that. you, you got the pronunciation right. I, I just, I really don't care. I'm not going to – there's nothing I well, can that's do. That's the problem, Ben. There's not enough people that care in this world. There's too many people like you who don't care. Excuse me? That's exactly – exactly, Ben. Exactly. All right. Well, um, the the schedule is getting even longer. Um, there's going to be 24 races, six sprint race weekends. Six. Um, six. Uh, X is greater than zero. That does not need to happen. Yep. That's simple algebra right there, and brother. There's six sprint races. There is one, two, 
I think it's like 10, 10 or 11 street circuits. Um, it's just gonna, I, I don't know. I, it, I would be fine with doing all street circuits if the cars were small enough to pass each other on it. But if you're driving that, that's the thing. That's, that's really what gets me is all of these cars are as long as an F-150 and they're trying to drive on alleyways, essentially. I mean, it's, it's a two lane road that they've converted into somehow a passable racing circuit. And I, Las Vegas is good because the roads are so wide there, but you know, like Azerbaijan, it's, it's like trying to thread a needle with, um, it's trying to thread a needle with like 200 pound test fishing line. You're not going to do it. It's not, it's, and you know, the call, the cars are going to get smaller in 2025, but it just but, stop adding street circuits if you're going to make the cars so bloated. But yeah, let's get into more of the details about this though. So Madrid to join Formula One calendar from 2026 in a new long-term deal from F1.com. Formula One has announced that the Spanish Grand Prix will be held in Madrid from 2026 to 2035 following an agreement with IFEMA Madrid to bring an all-new circuit to the Spanish capital incorporating both street and non-street sections. This track will be a 5.47-kilometer circuit uh, subject to the FIA homologation. Homologation? Homologation. I basically got that. (laughs) And final design specification. It will feature 20 corners with a projected qualifying lap of 1 minute thirty. Two seconds will be able to have the capacity to host more than 110,000 fans per day across the grandstand, general mission, and VIP hospitality. While there are plans to grow the circus capacity to 140,000 per day over the first half of the agreement from 2026 to, I believe, 2031, Yay. making Madrid one of the largest venues on the Formula One calendar. The <laughs> F1 posted a picture of what the track would look like. It looks it's weak, pretty man. In- it, yeah, it looks really interesting. I'm trying to just even know how I would describe it. It looks like they okay. need to add more roundabouts. You know what I think it looks like, Ben? I think it looks. Or, like, well, I think it looks like when you have like the gas thing, you're putting it into the car. Oh yeah, I was it thinking like it kind of reminds me of. I'm gonna pull this up, so I can show you. But it reminds me of uh, Saint Petersburg. Okay. Uh, street circuit. I'll show you the I'll show you the layout of that, and you can kind of see what I'm talking about. Um, I, think, I think you are right, Greg. It does kind of look like a gas nozzle, mm-hmm. like something you would put yeah. in your car. Yeah, Saint, it reminds me a lot of St. Petersburg's layout. Um, if I can get the two side by side. Well, let's talk about it right here. It's the Spanish Grand Prix yeah. has run uninterrupted on the calendar since 1986. There have always been calls to do something about the Circuit de Catalonia. Which yeah. They didn't in 2022. They changed the podium, and they made the turning right. The, uh, they made one of the corners was easiest, one of the only overtaking spots on the track, more wide and harder to overtake. And then I think they did something last year where they were recorrecting. They got rid of the they got rid of the turn 13, 14 chicane, which made it into a very fast right hander, which is awesome. And and it, you now go flying down the straight instead of fumbling an awkward well, chicane. Well, it probably was to deal with like a lot of money, but it just probably was not really enough for them to just justify that. I just that. don't. I don't understand. It's the number that's going to help. The, the reason why they're not doing it anymore. Let me look up the. You keep talking to me. I'm going to look up the the circuit capacity for Catalonia. Um, yeah. So they got rid of that turn 13, 14 chicane. I think that they need to bring back Hareth, which is one of the one of the coolest one of the coolest tracks ever it's a it's a traditional circuit 
but it was like a blend. It's kind of a blend of a street circuit and um, and and a traditional circuit. Just such a cool layout. I I yeah. And they're there it's now in danger of closing. It used to host races on the F one calendar, but it's it's a very, very pretty place. And it's it's got that like old school F one track feel. It kinda it kinda looks it, the corners are very tight, but they're also long and I don't know, I think it would suit the DRS era a lot better than another street circuit because as we've seen, um street circuits kind of kind of exacerbate the DRS problem that already exists where passing is only done on the straights. Um and I think I think that adding a traditional circuit would make racing with DRS be better because I kind of feel like that's what it was originally designed to do. It it was designed to tackle the limitations of traditional circuits, but what it's done is it's made um street circuit races be very processional and kind of you only pass on the straight when you get DRS and it's just, you know, high downforce street circuits are not my cup of tea personally, aside from Monaco because it's mm-hmm. classic. And it's Monaco. And it's Monaco. Yeah. Um, kind of interesting. The fact that they brought up the attendance about the new track, they says it can hold over, hold on, let me go back to it. 110,000 fans a day with the, trying to get to the capacity of 140,000 by 2031. I looked it up. The circuit of Catalonia. The Barcelona of Catalonia can hold a capacity of one hundred forty thousand seven hundred. So it's already not, has more not capacity. About the capacity. No, it really is about that money. But it's just about adding another street circuit. Also, probably doesn't help that it's in kind of this Madrid. This I don't really know much about where the track is located in Barcelona, but from what they're talking about, this track will be very accessible for people to get to and from. That's what F1 has talked about a lot. Okay, but so is Catalonia. It's in the middle of the freaking city. Or it's yeah. outside of, it's just outside of Barcelona. Which makes it then, well, F1's just shooting off all these facts about public transportation getting into this track. So I guess they're just trying to make it seem like it's just not They're trying the money. to justify exactly. it. Yeah, I don't, I don't buy it. What, I they mean, sh- what they should have done is brought a race to North Wilkesboro. Anyway. Um, no. I just I don't understand. I hate NASCAR, no. I don't understand yeah. it, man. Honestly, yeah. I don't get it. Ben, Stupid. money, money, Ben, money. I know they got I they got money for silk socks, man. They got money for everything. Silk they got socks. so much money they could build a better racetrack, but they won't because that won't bring in any money. They got money, Ben. That is the only thing they are searching after. That is why they're racing in a made-up yeah. country called Spain. No, I'm kidding, guys. It's a real country. Um, <laughs> they are going to Spain for money. They are going to race on this new street circuit for money. Yeah, stay stay in Spain. But, like, do, I don't know. I just wish that there was – Does the Catalonia um, – Motorcycle races still bring they still bring in money, dude. Like, the, yes, okay. that's that's like that's where that's what it's. I know that's like that's what, what it's, it's kind of made for. for. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know if they were still like yeah so bringing in the crowds that they had. The reason that they even went to Catalonia is because Hereth kind of they were tired of being there. I'm not exactly the, sure about the entire reasoning behind it, but what I do know is that Catalonia was not the tra- a track that F1 built. 
or was built for F1. It's built to help hold multiple different series. There's a lot of different series that race there. It's just so well established. And I think a lot of people don't like it. And that's, that's fine, you know, whatever. But I, I personally do think that there's a lot of, there's a lot of space to work with there. There's a lot of room to make passes and, I don't know. I'm just sad to see it go. It doesn't make any money though, Ben. It doesn't make any money apparently. Yeah, I guess. According as long that. as as long as they keep spa, keep adding street circuits. I, I mean, don't, it was. I, don't I mean, care. I bet Spain's probably happy about this though because it was probably they didn't want to have what happened to like France with uh, Paul Ricard, um, Paul yeah. Ricard, where you don't have a, tra- a race anymore, or Germany or something like that, where they, yeah. they had, you have yeah. to be able to try to okay. keep a race. You know what? Let let me get on my well, let me get time. on my high horse. Yeah, you like want to you want to get you want to add a track to the calendar and get rid of one. Get rid of uh, Yas Marina and give me give me Germany. Give me the Nurburgring track. Give me Hockenheim Ring. One of those two. Like there's so many good tracks, but you you people just do not listen to your <laughs> no, they, fans anymore. And I'm tired of it. They're pulling NASCAR. They listen to money, Ben. Yeah, listen to your fans, F1, please. Please don't have to cash, your fans. brother. And that's their only money making. And so. before I get Ben even more mad, we're going to go to our first break. When we come back, we're still talking about new names for different driving for different F1 teams. What could we be talking about? Got to tune in after the break to find out. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Smooth Operators on Weagle 91.1 FM. Welcome back, good friends. My name is Ben McClurkin. I'm your good friend. Joined alongside me is my good friend, Griggs Blankenberry. And my other good friend, No. We're Phillips. not friends. All right? I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make money like F1. All right? And speak. Okay, you know what? Speaking of money making, oh, this one's good. Let me get out the. Let me get oh, out the, this one's good. Let me, let me out, add him. Let me get out the visa. Let me add him. So everyone's favorite junior team, <laughs> Alpha Tauri, has had a bit of a name change. I would say maybe even an identity crisis. This is a problem, and let me tell you why. Alpha Tauri has rebranded to what is it? Visa Cash App RB. Yes, the Visa Cash App RB Formula One team. Also known as Crab. Um, <laughs> I just, man, what a, what a, probably the worst ever team name. I, I, I can't think of one worse. Like, okay, there was MasterCard Lola, which is MasterCard and Lola, but Visa Cash App RB. There's no identity there to the team other than their sponsor. And I thought, I think steak was bad. Steak was really bad. But this has got to take the cake. However, if you want to get some Alphatari merch right now, you can get some Hurry. as little as the cheapest price for a discounted item right now on Fanatics would be the Scuderita Alphatari 2023 Team Sweat Jacket. So you can get that for a low, low $75 right now. <laughs> so they're already having the fire sale of the merch, but... <laughs> of course they are. I mean, this is interesting. I thought they were going away from the... The Racing Bull, Red Bull name entirely. Yeah, what to be independent per se. Racing, yeah. I remember, remember this time last year when 
Or no, no, no. Actually, remember six months ago when Red Bull was like, yeah, Alpha Tower is going to be more independent next season. They literally decided to go by the name of a of a banking company and then slap RB on the end of it. I don't think that's independent. I think that just shows that your 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 team is a money printer, not not an actual team. I have I have so much so much beef with this. It's an interesting one for sure. I mean, when it comes down to names, you're not going to see like I don't think you're ever going to see like a big team like do something kind of I mean I guess you I could mean, say like Oracle Red Bull Racing but not like to the extent where like your own team name gets changed entirely like if you look at like uh certain teams like I don't um Mercedes has it mixed in. all these teams kind of have it a little bit mixed in there now as well like the only ones I can really think of that don't really mixing in are McLaren Williams um and I th- nope yeah I, literally I think it's just McLaren and Williams who doesn't have it in like their team name like yeah. a sponsor. Well, what about? Oh, I guess McLaren. I mean, like McLaren. anywhere in there, like yeah, we were called Rebel or something like that, but like yeah. it's like Oracle Rebel Racing. It's just Williams Racing and it's just McLaren Racing. Yeah, I guess you count Ferrari. I mean, Scuderia Ferrari. I guess you can count that as well. Yeah, you do, you do, because Ferrari's not like I don't know. They used to be Ferrari. Whatever, whatever, whatever. But they're not. Um, I, it's just like, can we, can we maybe stop caring so much about title sponsors and just, if you want to be, you can be Toro. Go back to Toro Rosso or something. Like, <laughs> that's not getting them any money. Uh, you just talk about Ben money. Like, like money. Visa Cash App Arby. Brother, Visa and Cash App, brother, they got money, brother. We're never going to see that sweet, sweet white and navy livery again. It's going to be just an abomination. It's going to have some green. Uh, it's going to have like, some yellow and red like the Visa logo. Yeah. Dude, I'm not excited. We're going to get some F1 Visa commercials hey, during the Super Bowl. Let me tell you something. If you look at F1's website right now and you go to RB in the team section, they have Daniel Ricardo and Yuki Sonoda. Uh, pictures and they they're in they don't have racing suits so it's just like a headshot yeah so it's just like their heads on like a black badly edited picture oh, of the, oh my god you, you look you gotta look at it. it's hilarious uh, i don't even know if i want to i it's just like what happened to the what happened to the commercial into i can't say that that's not true i was gonna complain like what happened to the commercial integrity of formula one but then i realized like oh uh it never has been. I mean, there's always been sketchy sponsors and, and bad sponsorships, but I don't know, man. I just would love – I would love for it to get away from that and move more into – It's unfortunate going more into that. It yeah. probably won't stop. Yeah, it, it's – I don't know. It's moving, it's moving towards commercialization and moving towards sterilization – and away from authentic raw racing. But maybe maybe the new regulations will change that. I'm holding out. I think this might be good for the long run for, like, the team's, like, identity. Like they made the RB so small, I think maybe they might try to drop it eventually, but to find something else. <laughs> yeah, just call it Visa Cash App. 
<laughs> the Visa Cash App Racing Team. I mean, that's what Stake is. It's it's just. But that's only for like a couple years, though. They've already said we don't know how long this is going to go for. Yeah, it, I, I hope I don't ever have to, ever have to call them um, Visa Cash App RB after this season. It's already, it's already bad enough that I have to do it for the rest of the year. But it, you know. I might just have to I might just you know what I'm just gonna call them minority because that's who they are just call them the team you'll never not be a minority I'm gonna call them uh triple a Red Bull yeah I'm looking at a Uh, lot of it's not triple a it's like double a (laughs) yeah yeah I love I love these videos that are like this team is creatively bankrupt they're like useless like y'all can't come up with an original name it's it's funny. I'm I'm upset about it, but you know. Hey man, you don't want to talk too bad about not having original names. Our name is uh, the name of a famous pop song. Mm, so, that is true, Ben. That is true. This is true. Shout out to we, Sade for making that banger. But also, we are not called the Weagle ninety one point one FM Wendy's because we can't do sponsors. Formula One podcast at the same time, so it's different. It's because we can't uh, do podcasts. Or uh, ads. Can't do ads. Oh, well. But, yeah, I don't know. I didn't. We expected our, we expected them to have a name change this offseason. I don't think people expected it to go in this way. Do you think that Kick Sauber announcement had anything to do with them being like, oh, someone else has already done this. We're not going to get the whole, like, like all the blame the and all this, like, the brunt of the force going towards it. I don't even know. <laughs> like, the media – or I guess the marketing team is very uh, active, and I don't I don't think that I have put much thought into it. I don't know. That's your job. Marketing. Your job put thought into it. Well, I haven't. Th- I I usually just think about racing. Well, I'm gonna tell you right now. I do agree with you. I think they figured out that once stake. Um, became the title sponsor uh, over for another team, they were like, well, we can definitely do it now and at least not receive the brunt of the impact from the internet, the memes and the making fun of and the stuff like that. Because at least steak kind of sounds cool. No, it doesn't. It sounds cooler than Visa Cash App. Yeah, I think it was a competition to see who could come up with the worst name and they were one-upping each other. Oh, ooh, my name is so bad, it's like... A meat, and then <laughs> Alpha or Alpha Tari's like, hold my beer. <laughs> time to time to make a worse name. I don't know, man. <sighs> it, it, I think it also could be worse. It could be like Visa Cash App Mastercard Formula One team. You can just keep adding like different, like Visa Cash App Mastercard. Yeah. Uh, Wendy's, Walmart, Rolex racing team. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to see. I want to see like five different sponsors. Yeah, just like all lined up. Okay, make so, it make it rainbow color. Make it like look like a Google Chrome wheel. Anyway, the whole Google Chrome wheel. What's weird too is that like the the journey of that team's identity was okay. We are minority, and then we were bought by Red Bull, and now we're called Toro Rosso, which is Red Bull and. <laughs> Italian, and now we're Alpha Tauri, 
and we're going to be making all the clothes. We're a fashion brand, and now they're making all the clothes for F1, everyone, and and now they're no longer a team. So Alpha Towery still makes the clothing and is the fashion brand, but then it's now the team is called Visa Cash App RB. So there's no like they just keep making brands, and I I, I personally I don't know. I just wouldn't I wouldn't have approved it. I don't think I don't think Dietrich Mateschitz would have approved it either personally. I think he cared a lot more about his team than selling selling it all off and selling all of the name. Yeah, I mean I mean he did I, yeah, I agree with you on that. Like it's hard to pass it away, like pass the team away, but like at some point like this was the team people were thinking about would be bought to take over, wasn't that them? Or was that Alfa Romeo? Oh, Haas be bought by Andretti if they can't get that 11th team approved. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know how long this deal is. I guess we'll have to look up more later on kind of what this, like, deal kind of entitles for that. But yeah. I think it's it's going to be funny, though, trying to hear, see what the announcer is going to call them on the the same thing with Kick Sauber. Like, what are they going to call them? What is Croft going to say? They're just going to say the whole team name, man. They've got to if it's sponsors. They don't call Mercedes, uh, like AMG and Ramco. Yeah, but they still say Mercedes because that's the title sponsor. I mean, that is true. So I'm interested to see what they're going to do with that now. But I digress. But, yeah, that is going to do it for our talk on new team names. When we come back, we have a lot to talk about in terms of contracts. One big Formula One driver just re-signed a new contract just today who could that be we'll talk about that more and more after the break so do not go anywhere second half of the show is coming up you're listening to smooth operators on weagle 91.1 fm hello and welcome back into smooth operators we do not have a contract to talk to you, but somebody who does have a contract are these Formula One drivers as we have some more contract news. We do, and that the big news today was about probably the main topic of last week's show, Lando Norris. So Lando Norris officially re-signs with McLaren, as they would say, extends his deal with McLaren past 2025. So he would have been under contract for this year and next year. This new contract will put him past then. Speculation says it's a two, it's an adding on two years, so 2027 will be his last year with McLaren. But we are yet to figure that one out since the, it's really hard to figure out some of these contract details with some of these F1 teams. Yeah, um, I think there's going to be 13 drivers out of a contract uh, now that Leclerc assigned 13 drivers out of a contract at the end of next year which is just wild yeah i saw the thing you reposted like that graphic which is insane to talk about i mean we also have to talk about charles leclerc yeah being signed to a new contract with the quote 2028 several more years which (laughs) i'm interested to see what that actually means for several more years who knows noah what are your thoughts on leclerc Uh, we winning boys we winning this is the year we are winning we're giving them more money winning more positions boys we are gonna win a race in 2024 this is our year boys you did win a race in 2023 we're gonna win more (sighs) i just bad we're gonna win a championship 
I mean, talk about like Ben going back to that. Talk about some of these names that are like the, all the people who are out of contract for 2024. Let's start with people who aren't. We have Charles Leclerc for several more years. Max Verstappen with the longest known contract extension time of 2028. Landon Norris at 2027, we speculate. Oscar Piastri for 2026. And then both Mercedes drivers' contracts expire in 2025. And then here we go. We have Sergio Perez, Carlos Sainz, Pierre Gasly, Esteban Alcon, Valtteri Bottas, Joe Guan Yu, Fernando Alonso, Kevin Magnussen, Nico Hulkenberg, Daniel Ricciardo, Yuki Sonoda, Alex Albon, and Logan Sargent with Lance Stroll on the bottom with a rolling contract. So that will never expire he will not leave until he decides he does not want to be there. So that is a lot of drivers already on that market now. So this could be a very, very interesting summer after this last summer. We really didn't get too much at all. Yeah. So I expect this summer break to be insane in terms of contracts for drivers, especially with all these names out. Like we don't know what's a lot of number two drivers for certain teams and then a lot of the main guys too. So a lot, almost all the midfield teams are un, not under contract. Uh, I think almost every, every single one of them. Yeah, and there's a lot of a lot of um, speculation on who's going to go where, and there's a lot of pressure from beneath too. Uh, you have some very, very, very good junior drivers, Ollie Behrman, um, and, and some other guys. Um, not not going to try and shy away from talking about them because there there's going to be a lot of um a lot of junior drivers that are going to be getting test drives and such and their performance may may be um uh, yeah they they may be earning a spot very very soon we'll see but yeah that's going to be Interesting. I'm trying to look up to see like kind of like some of the people who could potentially be in line for this next upcoming season after that. But I mean, you look at first the Red Bull Juniors and what they have going on there with especially with Sergio Perez out of contract with Mac. When you look at that, when you think of Max Verstappen basically winning last year by himself. Yeah. Do well, you, if you're Red Bull, do you still want to try to? He didn't basically this. when he would have won yeah, he by himself. <laughs> but if you're Red Bull, do you take a chance at one of these guys who are 2024, 20, or do you go to someone in your academy hoping to build up for this? Because if this run is continuing, Max has got a couple more years at the top, especially if you want to get that second in that driver's championship and then lock down the constructors. Can Sergio Perez be that guy? Which, happy birthday, Sergio. Sorry, we're talking about your job. But, <laughs> yeah, what do you all think about that? Happy mm. birthday, buddy. Hope we don't hope you don't get fired. Um, I mean, I think he could. Be so helmet Marco if today was the day. <laughs> oh God. Oh God. Um We're gonna watch him burn. I mean, I think oh he, he certainly could be, but I don't think it's him because he's kinda getting up there in age. I think pretty soon he's gonna we're gonna start seeing a dramatic fall off in performance. I think one, maybe two more years, and then after that you may want to pull somebody out the academy or pull somebody out of that uh, out of a contract that's racing right now. Or, you know, Red Bull, call me up. I got you, brother. You <laughs> put me in the second car. We will never lose again. Never, ever. I'm going to be interested to see because my question is who do you think gets a contract next? I'm at, uh, Between Perez and Science because I think – Honestly, Saints. I mean, 
who is who is out there right now that could take one of these spots, especially now that Norris is locked down for the future, even though he's under contract next year, but still. Because that's all he's always been talked about as the next Red Bull driver. How do I how do I say this? There the talent pool is very very rich, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people will be will be looking up, and a lot of drivers are on somewhat of an up, upward trajectory. So, you know, could we see somebody from within? Yes. Could we see somebody from outside? Yes. I, like the red the Red Bull system of hiring drivers has become so unpredictable. I don't. I don't even know. I don't even know who to start with. Like, do you think Yuki's gonna fill that spot? No. No. If he does, he's gonna have to have one of the greatest years he's ever had. Yeah. And speaking of people, um, uh, trying not to get too distracted, but like, there are several other people besides Perez that have got to earn it, like really earn it, like Guan Yu Zhou. Like, do you think this season, at the end of the season, do you think? He's going to do well enough to justify being in F1 for a fourth year? Maybe. I don't think – I think we could see two different drivers at Alphatari. He's and sorry, and sorry um, uh, Kick Sauber. Uh, Sauber, yeah, for sure, for sure. Especially with how the decline of Valtteri Baltas has been. And, I mean, it's not like he's getting his butt whooped by Joe, but, you know, I, I, does does Baltas want – I think Baltas has performed well enough to stay given that he's going – he could be a senior figure – be like part of the furniture at um at Audi when it becomes Audi RIP Sauber but uh, or does does Valtteri want to retire you know he's had a very long career I, I wouldn't blame him for doing either of those things but I I think he's he's is he his is it even going to be worth it for him to stick around is he going to be worth them paying to stick around I don't know uh like Lando was gonna was projected as a great candidate for Audi because uh, they'll be a full works team, but now they don't they don't have Lando. That's he's gonna be in contract till twenty twenty eight. So at least two years into Audi being a program, so they're gonna have to require, or it's gonna require Audi to seriously be competitive in its first two years if they want to get any good drivers, um, as as any good drivers that are in F one right now. So. There could be another guy that joins F1 that is just lightning fast and head and shoulders better than everybody else. But as far as I can see now, I don't I don't see that being the case. Again, I'm I'm open to being wrong, but there's just so many so many different routes all of this can go in the next in the next two three seasons. It's going to be very busy. We'll have a lot to talk about. I'll say one real quick. Give me a real quick one. Do you think? Rebel would entertain the uh, the idea of bringing Albon back. Uh, see, I I don't I don't think Albon wants to go back. Okay, that part too. I not that not that he's on he's on bad terms with Red Bull because he's not. Mm-hmm. Red Bull and him were still together after he left F one. He was racing in GT mm-hmm. racing and was sponsored by Red by AlphaTauri and was still in their academy. And then he went to Williams. And he was still, he was still a member of the Red Bull organization while he was at Williams until um, Mercedes was like, "Hey, you know, are y'all gonna keep him and give him a seat or what?" And then Red Bull was like, "You know, if he wants to go 
be a member of Williams fully than he should, you know, and, and they're on good terms. Like I don't, I don't necessarily see that being ruled out as an option. I also don't know if Albon necessarily wants to go back because there's a level of performative pressure put on him by the organization that he was in and the way the Red Bull structure works. It's not exactly kind to rookies, um, but that's just how it is. So I don't know if he would want to, but also I, I wouldn't envy any rookie that's going into the Red Bull Academy or looking at getting promoted to the main F1 Red Bull team. So I got another one for you. Let's hear it. All right. uh, Daniel Ricardo. Yeah, where's he, he going? Does he take that second seat? That's a big question. You know, like, I don't even know how to answer this. We were talking about it earlier on in the season when Perez was really struggling and Ricardo was doing pretty well. I just don't see him being spectacularly better right now. Uh, and I don't want to sound like a hater. I really don't because these guys are, at, you know, way better of drivers than I could even comprehend. So I'm, I'm very, very, very open to being wrong here. But what I've seen from Ricardo doesn't necessarily convince me that he needs to be in a top team right now. And he's, he's good enough. I just don't see him bringing you another championship if you're Red Bull. I could see I could see him maybe being in the exact same position as Perez, while being a media poster child. But I'm not I'm not sure that's what you want if you're Red Bull. If if you're in a competitive fight next season, and I don't think Red Bull will be, but if if they were, you know, you need somebody you can rely on. And I don't know if Daniel Ricciardo is that guy right now. But he would make a lot of money. Yeah, he would. Man, that's what really matters. That's what makes the world go round. I think yeah. the most interesting team that going into this, though, is beside, along with, I'd say, Alvatari, is what does Alpine do? What does Alpine do? I'm very they... interested by that because you have Pierre, who has some really great performances. You look back at I mean, he got podium last year in Monaco, which, yeah. of course, it's Monaco, but still, podium. Alcon has his, his highs and his lows, we'll say. Yeah, and same thing with Pierre. So like Alpine's weird though because they're they're definitely the worst works team by hmm. far. They finished sixth in the championship ahead of two customer team or behind two customer teams and ahead of two customer teams or three customer teams. Yeah, I, I just I, I haven't been impressed by them. Um, they basically have a revolving door policy at the top. <laughs> you're hmm. in, you're out. You're in, you're out. And you know they fired Otmar. They People just keep coming and going from that organization, and if I was a driver, you know, I would I would take advantage of this and make it into my team. Mm-hmm. And right now, both of the drivers are not people who can who are team commanders. Right, Akon has always been as much as as much as this stinks to say because I like him and I think he's talented. He's always been a number two driver. He's always fit into that backup role in a lot of ways. You know, he raced with Stroll, he raced with Alonzo, um, and, and earlier on in, in his career he was a rookie. You know, he's always been kind of, quote-unquote, a backup guy, and yeah, he did outperform Stroll. But, like, it, it's just, Akon's career has been always a number two, and Gasly too. Gasly was the number one driver at a number two team and then moved to to Alpine. And, you know, Gasly had had a Red Bull promotion. He was a number two driver there. And then he went back to uh, Alpha Tauri and still he's playing. He's still in a he's in a number two team. He's in a junior team. So he's always going to be expected to give way to somebody. And 
I just don't see either of them being those guys to go and say, this is my position. But then when they fight each other, it doesn't work out for either of them, right? Like, Gasly and Akon haven't necessarily been the best combo on track. And so if both of them are going to try to take command of the team, that I, I would embrace, but it's not going to make the team better. So both both drivers need to step up their their involvement in the team for the next two seasons. Yeah. And with that, we're going to head to our final break of the day. When we come back, we got more left to talk about in terms of just what we think about F1. So last segment of the show is coming up next. So do not get anywhere. You're listening to Smooth Operators on Weagle, 91.1 FM. It is our final segment here on Smooth Operators, and since it's not a race weekend, you know that can only mean one thing. Livery Talk is back in session. It is what looks good, what does not look good, and everything in between. A full schedule is out, as I understand. Is that correct, Mr. Grinsbeckenberg? That would be correct. We have the official launch dates for each car now, and we will begin on February the 2nd when... Fayetteville's own Haas. Next Friday. Next Friday. We'll talk about it on the show. It will be a 15-minute segment, we imagine. But it will be Haas Racing Team on the second. New new leadership at the top. We will find out what Haas' F1 uh, livery will look like from the guys out in Uh, Kannapolis. Next up, we have Kick Sauber on February the 5th, along with Williams on the 5th of February as well followed then by Alpine, who will release their livery on the 7th of February. Next up is the Visa Cash App Racing Bulls Formula 1 team on February 8th, followed then by Aston Martin. Uh, 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 was it Aramco Aston Martin? Just Aston Martin. Aston Martin on the 12th of February, followed then by the Prancing Horses. There are reports coming out of Italy saying the car will be rare. We will find out for sure. On February 13th. <laughs> then on February 14th, Valentine's Day, we have our first, our second two releases in one day. It will be Mercedes. It's three releases on the 14th, Griggs. No, it's not. The Ferrari? The fer- th- Ferrari's on the 13th. <gasps> they moved it a day. That's unlucky. And I don't then, know, man. So Mercedes and McLaren will be on the February 14th on Valentine's they Day. They moved it a day forward. And to wrap it all up, the defending reigning undisputed World Drivers Champions, along with their drivers, World Drivers Champion, as well, a uh, World Constructors Champion as well. There you go. Uh, Oracle Rebel Racing will release their next livery on February 15th. So that. I can't wait to see last year's livery again. It's going to be so great. I'm interested to see how much lime green Kicks Alber uses. Oh. I want all the lime. Like, <laughs> I'm I want dreading all, it. I want all the lime green. I'm dreading it. I want the purple Ferrari. I want the full no, lime green. No, car. no, we're not doing no purple Ferrari. I will come across this desk and politely ask you to never say that again. So what was this? Please stop. Okay. Um. <laughs> yay! We're we're gonna Liberty get to see almost. We're gonna get to see another blue and pink Alpine. We're gonna see more black on the cars this year. Actually, we're gonna see multiple just black cars. So carbon fiber is all the rage. Yay. Please, Mercedes, make it silver. I'll be a Mercedes fan if your car is silver this year. Whoa. 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 I'm a neutral guy, but I'll be a Mercedes fan if the car is silver. 
What? As Noah said on the board, what are you talking about? What? Boo, but I can't tell you who to cheer for. Yep. That's how I feel about that. Well, that way, then we can have all the big three. That is true. And also, we have some other breaking news that came out this week. Happened on Wednesday. We have a date. Season 6 of Formula 1 Drive to Survive is coming to Netflix on February 23rd. Exactly one week before we kick off the season again in Bahrain. Time for more slightly confusing race recaps. We will see what happens. I wonder how they're going to make a season where Red Bull won almost every single race. Interesting. Uh, They're going to make it seem like everybody else is bored. If they do not have an episode talking about the Ferrari win, they have missed an opportunity. Mm, this is <laughs> true. We'll give them a break for talking. Yeah, Singapore is going to be a fun episode. Are they dropping all of the episodes at once? Yeah, they do. That's what Netflix does. Hey, will Gunther Steiner be on the season? Yes, he will. He'll be the last one, too. <laughs> They'll I, figure out a way to bring him back. We'll be a producer or something. We're going to get memes we can't use this year. Because the Steiner ship is no longer with us. Well, we the Steiner ship. It's okay. We hit. got. We've got. We've got one year to enjoy the. The Steiner, Steiner ship has hit an iceberg. Sad. I know that was that was easy. I apologize yeah. for that. Such Titanic news to bring us. Yeah. Um. I deserve that. You do. Mm. Laugh track him away. Um. Yay! So we got liveries coming, and that'll yeah, be man. fun. All right. Drive to survive on a platform that I do not own. Let's go. It's going to be awesome, man. I, I just, I really don't want it to be disappointing, but I think if last year's um, liveries were any indication of the future, then I'm fully prepared to be completely and utterly underwhelmed. I am no question about it. Michael Scott, no question about it. I am ready to be hurt again. For sure. I'm not. I, I think it's going to be fantastic. We're going to get some really cool liveries this year. I'm going to talk and about each of them in depth. And when they yeah, come out. we are. We are going to become graphic designers on this podcast, brother. You best believe. Ben might make a gold Ferrari at some point. Uh, that's not going to happen, brother. I will come over there and I will ask you to stop. No, I will make it. I'll make it baby blue. As no, a, as God, a, no, Jesus. I will make it baby blue as a tribute to the real life baby blue Ferrari that raced in the United States because there was a copyright dispute between Enzo Ferrari. Um, you should put the can on top of the Red Bull, like they do on like the promotion cars. Oh yeah, <laughs> that'd be funny. I can use my Photoshop skills to whip something funny up. Yeah, so Ben will Photoshop it, and we will see what he comes up. Ben, with. if you make a blue car, I will. For Ferrari, I will come over there hey, and ask him to stop. Enzo I will. Ferrari himself made it blue. Yeah, Enzo Ferrari said when you give a kid, when you tell a kid to color, I draw a car. Guess what color he colors it? He said blue. I don't. I don't even know if he that's actually not said true. that. He, he said, said red. He said, he said red. red. But yeah, and that's why when I was a kid, yeah. I drew a car and I made it red, brother. And it was look, fast. It look, drove really look, cool. Noah. It was really cool and Griggs? fast. Oh, there was a little bit of like a white and blue Ferrari. Yeah, there was. Hey, that's doctored, bro. That that's false. That's false, that's man. Dull. That's dull. That's false. Are, are you a real Ferrari that's, fan? That's if you don't AI know the fake. full history that is an of AI Ferrari. Deep fake. That is an AI deep fake. It's, it's disgusting because you can't lie on the internet. We've learned that. Oh yeah, that's right. The internet is always true. That is a lie. That is not. Bruh. True. I know, bro. But that. But well, I think we should just wrap it up early before we just keep talking. 
for about nonsense for a couple more minutes. But I love be, rambling. But we'll be back next week for the show. Don't go any, when we come back next week. We'll be able to talk more about liveries. We'll get the Haas livery. May even have some special guests in the studio. But for until next time on Weagles ninety one point one FM. Thank you for listening to Smooth Operators. You missed any of today's show? You can check it out on your favorite podcast platform later. But until next week at one PM Central Standard Time for Ben McClurkin, Noah Phillips. I'm Grace Wankerberg. This has been Smooth Operators on Weagle ninety one point one. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Have a great weekend and War Eagle. That's all we have today for Smooth Operators, Weagle's exclusive F1 show. In case you missed some of the show or just want to relive all your favorite parts, check us out on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. Till next time, this has been the smoothest operators of Weagle 91.1 FM.